I have good news. This is the last of the quarantine episodes. Unfortunately, this episode does run a little short due to some technical issues we ran into. Following this recording, we decided to go ahead and safely pod together and are now recording in person. If this shorter episode uh, leaves you wanting a little bit more dames, if you head over to our Patreon, we just dropped an exclusive side quest. I'm going to play a sneak peek of it. Thanks for sticking with us and stay safe, y'all. So in the room, the guy, the, the guy's moaning has, has grown a lot louder. It sounds like the dude is in pain laying on the table. And you see that Visage has sort of packed up most of her things. And as you step in the room, you see that she has the mask is now removed and it's been tucked away somewhere. And she's also taken off. So part of her kind of like leather suit, there are like little snaps for gloves that she's taken those off. So her forearms are revealed. And you see that she has some like primitive tattooing. And uh, she looks at you and she says, thank God. I uh, really didn't think you were going to get it. Welcome to Danger Games, an expansive tale of adventures in the apocalypse. Test your mettle as you join three women surviving the maelstrom. What have you brought? Yeah, the thing is, so Tira's part of like an actual group that cares for each other. So she's like, I mean, you just, you busted his head open with a rock because they told you to. Yeah, she just like speeds off like, like rocks and dirt flying everywhere to get as far as she can from these fucking people. Uh, you guys head out a little way. So the uh, the path to the uh, end of the sticks, there's a, a small bridge a ways south of Carlisle. Uh, and about halfway in between where that, there are a, a broken bridge that used to go over what was a river. A little like about halfway between that bridge and Carlisle, there's like an off road made of dirt that kind of goes down. It lets you get to the bottom of this ravine and then you track the ravine all the way down to the, you know, the next place out. A couple hours later, you made it to this like little dirt off ramp, I don't know, little dirt ramp down into the ravine, um, and you make your way down inside. Down here, you actually see, at this point, you can see there's like, it looks like there's a lot of like discarded kind of like refuse, just like kind of trash stuff, right? Like uh, discarded like engine parts and uh, a lot of like roasted up old vehicles and stuff from just people trying to make their way down the sticks. You make your way, you know, you're not going to make it all the way through the sticks and out in one day. And so probably, I don't know if you want to camp outside of the sticks that night. You'd be camping very early or if you had your, you know, had your way down through it and camp whenever it gets dark. I think to make up for the time, like Bodhi's frustrated that we spent so much stupid time in Carlisle. We're going to camp farther down, closer to dusk. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't think snow would stop until she feels the need to stop. Yeah, so, so you find a spot. The ravine is not, um, it's not the Grand Canyon wide, but it's pretty wide. You know, it, it's wide for you to, wide enough for you to, like, set up some tents and roll out some sleeping bags. Down by the river. Yep. Um, so, speaking of which, there's not much, really a river left, right? It's, it's just... Uh, yeah, we know. We dirt. know. Well, but it is starting to get, like, the, the ground here is a little bit more, like, kind of squishy and, and a little softer than, like, sort of hard-packed, like, rock and mountainous terrain where you so were at mud. earlier today. Like I said, we're into the swamp. It's fine. We'll just drive up for R-O-U-S's. <laughs> so um, when they set up a camp, um, you guys will notice that the priests are kind of like pairing off and beginning to tattoo the new girls. Uh, they're giving them a tattoo that the person who brought them in has, because that's how they can tell matrilineal lines. Like they all have the mm -hmm. same tattoo. Very cool. So lots of squirming and squealing. Uh, it's not the most hygienic looking thing. 
Probably stick and poke. Yeah, with uh, old blue ink pens, right? Break that, snap it, and use that ink. Uh, I will say that as soon as the enlightened path gets there, I am going to going to keep happening. I am going to head over to Found, and I'm going to pull on the side. Sure, yeah, he's he's a little woozy, and he's lost a fair bit of blood, but he's like on his feet. And when you see it, like when you uh, walk up to him, he says, "Oh, Aether," and he's like very happy to see you. They will gladly sit beside you. The priestesses are setting up a guard. There's a guard of at least five on the perimeter of our side of the camp against these crazy people. Uh, I'm gonna pull him aside and I'm gonna say, "You know why it had to be done." He says, "Yeah, of 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 course, Aether. No ill will. No ill will." He thinks it had to be done because he needed punishment. Oh no! Next time, do better. Says yes, of, of course, of course. Do you have something you need to tell me? Do you need to confess to me? Were you <laughs> truly living yourself? What what made you hesitate? Why didn't you participate as a group? Yeah, so he um, he he stares at you for a long time. You see tears sort of start to well up in his eyes, and uh, he kind of falls on his feet, and he uh, <laughs> he like just starts sobbing, uh, and he just starts saying, "I'm sorry, I'm so sorry." Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> call the police. What is happening? If you can't do better, someone else will take your spot as officer. Your job is to lead and be honest. And right now I'm not seeing a lot of that. Yeah, he's still just like kind of sobbing and incensed. I'm going to walk away. I don't care. Oh, he's loving every minute of it. Gross. Yeah, you can walk away and leave him there. Visage, like, she sort of... I thought she was still with us. <laughs> she actually, uh, she, she spends a lot of time with the uh, girls getting tattooed. She's not, like, she's not, like, interjecting or anything. She's just sort of sitting and watching them. She'll make comments, and she probably even uh, patches up, like, some of the girls as they're, like, you know, like, wraps the tattoos and stuff. But for the most part, she's just, like, hanging out there watching what's happening. I feel like Foster would offer her bread and some of that horrible wine that Snow brought with us. <laughs> Yeah, um, she's like, I, I'm good, but she'll take some of the bread. Uh, she doesn't want any of the wine. She has her own little, like, uh, skin that she carries uh, in her pack. You know, she has a pack just full of, just a huge bag full of shit. And, um, you know, she'll she'll drink her own stuff. But she'll quit take some of the bread and sit some wine. She probably even asks you a couple of questions. She asks you a couple of questions specifically about, like, the tattooing process and, like, what that looks like. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, Bodhi would drop down next to Foster, and I'm like, have you tasted that shit yet? Foster probably is drinking a, a fair bit of it, I imagine. Um, and free she's like, is yeah, free booze. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, she's, like, <laughs> okay. she's like, it tastes like, tastes like fucking motor oil, but, uh, it's not bad. And she hands you your... <laughs> yeah, so I start slugging it back, and, uh, I lean forward to Visage, and I'm like, you interested in getting one of those? And starts laughing. Knowing the answer is no, but just teasing her. Yeah, um, she you know she she sort of jokes around a little playfully, but yeah, no, she doesn't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, like just like this flirt teasing her, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is really important to us uh, because we're family. Like wherever we come from, in the end, we're together. And nudge Foster, unless you're a fucking weak sauce and get shot in the fucking gut. Yeah, um, Foster, you know she kind of laughs and she socks you really fucking hard. Like even though she's like. Yeah, this socks really like it's gonna bruise um, yeah. really hard on the arm. 
just sort of laughs jokingly. Visage kind of like stares at you guys for a moment, uh, and she stands up and she's like, "Good night," and starts walking away. <laughs> all these loners, oh. all these sad loners. I'm not alone. Oh God. Um, I'm gonna catch up with Visage as she's heading to, I guess, bed or whatever. Hey, you spent some time in Carlisle. What do you know of this axe? She's just look. Uh, these guys are fucking are fucking crazy. They are fucking crazy. It's something blew those heads up. I've I've been running the circuit for a while now, and um, look, uh, maybe he's right. You know, um, they they wanted to do some kind of crazy ass ritual. Um, the old Carlisle, you know, they. I don't know how much time you spent there, but they've always been into this uh, axe nonsense stuff. It was a big fucking statue or whatever, but um, they've really ramped it up, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I, I swung by just to do my normal stop and see what's going on. A bunch of fucking hillbillies out in the woods chopping down trees. They cut themselves up all the time. It's good money. Uh, but <laughs> they stashed me away in that bunker. He had me working on some people with some pretty gnarly wounds, and I... Honestly, thank God you showed up when you did. Uh, I don't. I don't know what was going to happen, but um, and she kind of leans in close to you, and she's like, "Nobody shot those people." Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure it's a good idea for us to find them. And um, she sort of leans back and, and starts heading to her. She's she's made like her own little like nook away from camp, probably in like one of these old cars. It's just sort of abandoned. Uh, she's like throwing her stuff in the air, and she heads over there to go to bed. Um, okay, I'm going to head back to Bodhi's camp and pop down and be like, I don't know what blew those heads up, but it scares me. I don't, I don't know if everybody should follow me. Oh, we reached that part of the night. And I look at Foster, I was like, has she been drinking this shit as well? Is this a sad snow moment where... Oh, I'm the only one against the world. You guys have no meaning. How will I do this? That's what I do. <laughs> I'm going to skip ahead and be like, we're heading east anyway. Cut the shit. We are in this together. And even if we weren't, we're heading east anyway. So do you want to ride or not? Stop being a sad sack. <laughs> and I throw, a, I throw a roll at her. Thanks. Yeah, Foster likes... Sensing tension, sort of like intentionally puts a lot of her weight on you, uh, Bodhi, and like stands up, kind of pushing you down, and says, <laughs> "I'm gonna get another drink." And I'm just not used to it. I'm yeah, I'm just not used to it. I'm not an animal tamer. Like I'm, I, you know, I just do the best I can. Like <laughs> you're a grown person. Do you want to walk? You want to ride? And that, I, and I mean it sincerely. I admire you. I think you're great. You are sort of a sad sack. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So maybe forming a little bit of a crush. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! This is not a triangle. That is accurate again with all the excellent accuracies. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I laugh and I throw a roll at her that I hope she catches, and I take a swig of the garbage drink. Thanks, babe. All you hear is like the squeals of young girls being tattooed with dirty needles. It's a good night. 
I'm assuming the priestesses have some sort of like rotation of guarding like throughout the night. Like everybody doesn't just crash and that's because that, I, don't, I don't feel like that's the world we would live in. Well, in general, there's there's a rotating guard, but I, it's doubled, actually, because we have a camp full of murderous people with us. So, yeah. To be fair, I do think it's like, I think it's like those are the people who are going to be like awake and drinking right now. And then in a couple hours, they're going to crash and more people are going to end up awake and drinking. Like, and it's not like... We're not the military. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not like a bunch of rangers in the woods and somebody's like <laughs> ranging silently waiting for stuff to happen. Like it would not be hard for someone to sneak up on you guys. It's just when they got there, there would be some people awake and they'd be like, ah, we're gonna beat them to death. <laughs> well, I climb up a tree and I sleep in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm under control, y'all. Don't doubt me. Well, and to be fair, so the uh the line path are not like super violent like aggressive they're not like just tearing people down and murdering them along the way are you sure i'm not worried about them. they are crazy but so far the only people you've seen them hurt are their own ranks right they haven't like you know they're not like sneaking around with knives stabbing people in the dark or anything mostly they're just like drinking and having sex and stuff well don't misunderstand me i'm not worried about them i feel like that would just be snow's snow's used to being alone and so she doesn't have people who guard her when she sleeps and so yeah. she has to sleep somewhere that's safe up in a tree is safer than on the ground. Sure. And so that's a standard procedure for her. Well, and it's funny, like the things you take for granted, like the girls are not comfortable with a big rowdy group of like sex druggy people because they have a lot of young girls with them, right? They're used to like guarding themselves against a level of violence beyond just fist to fist. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's why they're like, fuck off. Sure. Not today, Satan. In the night, um, as you're all sort of like gathered around, you, um, in fact, you're probably relatively used to this. I, I'm curious, most of the uh, most of the priests of Avalon, do they have like tents and things to sleep in? Or are you guys mostly sleep in like sleeping bags? Uh, no. Like just, yeah, like it's, it's a rare tent. I feel like it's just sure. like sleeping roll next to the bikes kind of thing. Yeah, so. Maybe a tarp or two just in case it's raining, you can like throw it up over. Yeah. For and yeah, so in, in the middle of the night, you, you hear like a distant crack of thunder and you, you see some lightning. And it's, you know, an hour or so before this sort of like grimy, greenish, almost like iridescent rain sort of starts to fall. And it just coats everything. It's something you've seen before. You don't, you're not super familiar with it, but you know that you want to keep it off of your skin. It's not like a drop of it like hits you and, and melts away your flesh. But it, it um, you know, if you let it sit, it, it's an irritant and it gets in you know, your pores and it's like really scratchy and hard to get off. So probably, like, most of you are probably pretty used to it, I would imagine, especially the priestesses. But yeah, how do you deal with that? Well, I feel like Snow would have some sort of jacket. Sure. Uh, I feel like they would, with the two or three emergency shelters they have, like with the tarps over lines between the bikes, they get most of the new girls under the tent. Um, and then, like, if there's, I say, like, four or five of them, they're just all huddled beneath and kind of leaning against each other. I mean, it's still, it's still like getting on their boots and on their legs, but like, you know, they're trying to keep like all their exposed parts inside. I mean, I've got my cloak, so duh. She's got her cloak. Always and forever. I will yell at Found and Hope to find shelter for the group. Yeah, I mean, they're not stupid. They like, uh, when it starts raining, they'll try to get out of the way. I mean, 
it's going to get all over them because there's not, you know, you're in a big ravine. So it's not like a lot of coverage, but um, they'll find places to sort of shelter as well as they can before you, know, you didn't have to tell them to do that. They're like, yeah, of course we're going to get out of the rain. It rains all through the night. You know, as the morning sort of starts to come, it's still kind of like drizzling this like green rain. Uh, as you sort of like settle up, the problem that you're noticing now, especially Bodhi and, and probably Foster too, notice that the ground beneath you is kind of sucking. Like it's, you know, it's just, it's damp enough that like your bikes are sort of sinking in a little bit. They're not like, it's not quicksand or anything, but it's a... Uh, no, but spitting out it'll be and tough it's to travel. squishy yep. yeah. coffee mess. So we're walking is what I understand. Yeah. If, if it's enough where it's like sinking in and catching and like the bikes are like losing traction... We're walking those bikes out of there miserably. Yeah. Trying to think. Oh, good. Yeah, rocks fall, you all die. Good game. <laughs> we are walking our bikes through the fucking mud because Jacob's the worst. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the rest of us can walk because we don't have stupid ass bikes. So. I'll remember that when you need to ride. Tira looks at you. Do you say that out loud? No. I do not say that out loud. Okay. I feel like that's well, a lot in this game. <laughs> um, Did you say that out loud? Bodhi, why don't you do something under fire? Mm. Uh-oh. No, that's okay. What's happening? The, uh, the the potential fire is that, uh, like, all the mud and the rain causes some kind of, um, like, serious calamity with the bikes. Oh, no. You fail. I mean, I got a six, yeah. Can we help? Can, can you boost her? You can help. Um, totally, yeah. You, you'd have mean, to, it means your character has to get in there and, and help sort of move along the motorcycle somewhere no, to do something. I, I got it. He's got my back. I've got her back. Yeah. Well, you're already basically in love with her, so. I got an 11. 11, nice. Yep, so you give her a plus one, I think. Seven. Okay, cool. On the table, yep. you take two help. Oh, two. Yep, you're right. So you yep. give her. I mean, it doesn't matter. matter. Well, that, no, that, it, I mean, it's good though. Yeah. So, like, where the girls are slogging through, like, uh, there's a girl on each side of each bike, kind of shoving it as they flex their weight against it. But they're all like 15, 16 year old, skinny, living on bread and moonshine, kind of rot gut looking chicks, shoving these bikes yeah. through the mud. Yeah, basically, snow's running, running back and forth, and anybody who's starting to struggle, she like gives an extra set of hands to push. To get through like the I big di- the big divots and things like that. Right. That would be exhausting. I can't dirty my cloak. I can't belittle myself that little low. So you know. I believe it. So I feel like you're doing your whole like swish, swish, swish to the mud. I love it. I'll say, go Tira. Tira's like got like mud smeared across her face where she's like fallen already and like green rain like pounding against her leathers and she looks back at you like what as you're um you're you're able to kind of like you're dragging the bikes along and i imagine Bodie's probably at the front of the group and so as you are like you're you're making progress it's very slow when you hear a uh, like a kind of thunderously loud roaring coming from far down the uh the sticks probably you know, you, it's so far away that you can't see anything yet, but you can kind of, you can just hear this sort of loud rumbling. Can we determine if that is a bear roar? We, I mean, we've heard it a million times. It's no, not a bear it's roar. Not, it's not it's a bear. It's a mechanical shit. Okay. 
And there's no way to like get like we'd have to abandon the bikes and like climb out of this ravine. Oh yeah, like to just get totally clear of this thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think we can climb out of this ravine anyway. But Well, um, it depends. It depends on what is roaring you, at us, right? You can always you can always try. Any you can try whatever you want. <laughs> can we read a situation? You could read a situation. Well, so what are you doing? Yeah. So think fictionally, what are you doing? Like we're slowly along, we hear the roar. Bodhi holds an arm up and looks at Foster. Does it sound like I'm not good with mechanic stuff. Does it sound like it's like a truck? Sound like it's like, I don't know, weaponry? I mean, like, what's what's the... Are there tracks in the mud? No. Can we see, like, not. previous tracks? Listening close to try to hear what that is would certainly be reading a situation. Okay. That's what I do. Oh, And that is... Oh, sharp. Cool. Uh, that's a seven. I'm going to roll two because I feel like Snow would also be trying to read the situation. Or can I help her, which would be... Yeah, you would. You could help her. Okay. Because, like, yeah, I'd be like, what's that noise? Right. Can I also, if necessary, I would also help, but more so not to, like, help you guys, but more so because I'm like, am I in danger? Yeah. I got, uh, a, I got a 10. I ask, okay. what's our escape route? So I give you a plus two. Oh. What are you at? Okay, so escape route, um, enemy's true position, and who's most vulnerable to me, I think. Yeah, so, well, I'm going to answer them one at a time. So if you want to change your answers between, you can. Okay. Or you don't you answer your questions. So the uh, you, you, can, you know that you are uh, pretty close to the, like, the typical exit you would go out of here to get to Apple Tree. Right. So it's, you know, um, you're, you're probably, I'm awful with distances, but you know, if you were on your bikes, you're probably like a 10 minute drive, right? If you're hauling, walking on your feet, it's probably like a 45 minute slog through the mud to get there. Their true position. Do I have 45 minutes? (laughs) you, you kind of steer down the way for a little bit and you can kind of see the, the rain kind of starts to clear just a little to like just a very light drizzle. And you just see these two massive, like just spurts of mud, like flying up in the air as you just see kind of this um, kind of throwing rain and everything. There's some, it looks huge vehicle barreling down the sticks towards you. It's still a ways away. It's like just on the edge of your unaided vision. I feel like the answer is a multitude of questions, so it's hard to pick the next one. Um, You already did best escape route? Yeah, that is the best escape route. Oh, God. So I'm going to change it to what should I be on the lookout for in the hopes of getting understanding if there's any, like, kind of support on the ridge kind of thing. And give me just a second. Okay. Ah. The quiet is too ominous and I can't sit with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're stuck in a ravine. Something's barreling down at us. Is it, it stopping, right? No, it's it just lightened briefly enough for me to see the doom. I feel like Aether's <laughs> people just became super important to us. <laughs> yeah. Um... Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's so smart. 
Oh, you don't get Sutter. enough. <laughs> Distraction. You see a couple of guys, like, you, you, as it gets closer to you, you can see, uh, it looks like it's a, it almost looks like a giant alligator at first. And then you see that it's actually, like, comes up into a windshield. Um, it's probably standing, I don't know, like 12 feet off of the ground. It has these massive, like, off-road tires, and it trails back into, it looks like maybe, uh, it's hard to tell from this angle that you're at, but it's either a trailer or it's some kind of, like, attached platform. Um, and you can see that there are these guys, they look like they're wearing like almost like some kind of maybe like animal costumes with these like metal plates slapped on them. And there are two of them holding these big like spears, these super long spears sitting on the back. And this thing is just smashing through um, the mud headed towards you. What kind of animal do they look like? Corgis. It's all corgis. Snow's going to climb a tree off to the side and try to uh, put herself so that she can shoot the driver. Sure, but are you using your crossbow? I think it's, it's going to be very hard to shoot the driver with a crossbow bolt because you're in the like a, a the truck of an armored uh, the armored cab of a truck. But if you had, I don't know if you have anything with like some firepower. You have a sniper rifle you stole from the guy from the roof. I did steal that sniper rifle. Yeah, yeah. So that with that, yes, I think. Be- I forgot about that. I even have it written down. <laughs> I don't have any stats for it because we hadn't determined that. But I do have. Uh, oh, I have the stats for it. It does the most. That's what it does. The most. It kills the guy next to him just by surprise. He has a heart attack. Quiet. <laughs> Quiet. Extra damage. Three damage. No, it's uh, three arm armor. Pier- it's it's three arm armor piercing one. I was pretty close. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, Bodhi, okay, where are you at, Aether, for real? Are you swishing around behind Tira? So, I'm going to be behind Tira, but before my cult, before the Enlightened Path. Yeah, and the Enlightened Path is a ways behind you, right? They're not, like, like I said, they're, well, actually, they probably are pretty close now, because you're dragging motorcycles, yeah. Yeah. They're probably right on us, frankly. If we're slowed down by pulling shit with us. Yes, we had like just left camp, so we wouldn't have had time to get away from them. Right. So I am going to hand my bike off to Foster while her, like one of the new girls pushes her bike. And I am going to fall back to Aether and I'm like, we need a distraction. We're not going to make it out of here. And I get that Bodhi's like, we got to bring the bikes with us. Yeah, no, I get that too. I feel like that's exactly what's true to your character. And like I said, Snow Snow's goal is to shoot that driver. Like we can stop the vehicle that gives us a one up. You want me to sacrifice my people? Well, if they're good at their job, they won't be sacrifices. They just need to distract enough for us to get by. And it's worth noting, like in the mechanics of the game, though, Lydia doesn't really have as much power to like tell her uh, cult what to do. Like, she doesn't have a move she can just roll to make her cult do something. Yeah, that's unfortunate because they don't have any weapons. They mostly just fuck each other. I don't have control of them. They do what they want. Oh, She's uh, not the hopeless. So, so she can sort of ask them to do something. She doesn't have the hocus's ability to control this large group of people. What she's really good at is manipulating and controlling one or two of them. Yeah. I could ask Hope to do something. Okay, so mechanics aside... I don't get how that works because my girls listen to me. So I fall back and I look at Aether and I'm like, could your sex cult help? We need to get out of here. 
We can push bikes. Really? Oh my God, are you going to make me go stand in the middle of no. to try to stop moving vehicle no. because somebody needs to fucking step up and do something else? We don't have weaponry. Do you want them to fuck it? Like, what do you want? I'm like, you are a fucking waste. And I storm off because I am furious at you right now because that was your answer. And so I go back up to the front and I, like, I'm just, I lash out, get to the fucking off ramp. And I pull my machete. And I flex toward the truck. Because fuck you, Aether. So, um... Literally or figuratively? So, she's got a rage problem? She's got a rage problem, babe. Yeah. So I think this is Pack Alpha. Do you want them to... Are you wanting them to, like, run to the ramp? Or do you want them to, like, get on their bikes and drive up there? I want them to, with their bikes, you better get your asses and your fucking bikes up that ramp now you can do that i think that the the big truck is definitely going to get to you before you get to that ramp though i feel um, that i feel that so so even if i have my people help push yeah you're like a, a 45 minute slog there in their drive like you can fuck off aether you're welcome for the help Bodie. <laughs> take a deep breath babe is this what you want to do is that what you say to her yeah. I know it's funny. No. Okay. I was supposed to no. say. Because <laughs> you're going to lose your shit. And I really don't want to do that again. Yeah. Even Chrissy fell away from the computer. Yeah. I don't want to do that again. I don't want to go down this road again. So no. <laughs> but I will have them push. The girls are shoving forward with the bikes. And when these people join them, they are just it is repellent to them to have these people touch their bikes. It's like having them touch their bodies. Um, but sure. they understand how, how perilous it is. And so they're just like, just, just running like mud churning under their boots. Nice. And Bodhi is both to the middle of the, the ravine with her machete in her hand. And it's just fucking just calling Aether everything under the sun, except a child of God. I'm standing overwatch. Do I need to roll that now? Yes, yeah, so let's do this. So go ahead and roll Stand Overwatch. Twelve. Twelve, okay. <laughs> and then I think, Bodhi, give us um, a pack alpha roll. Tell the girls what to do and see how well they do it. Okay. Um, it's hard. Oh, good. It's hard. Dude, it's a six. <laughs> I'm rolling like shit today. This is going to be so uh, good. Can you good. remind me what uh, Pack, pack <laughs> Alpha says, please? Uh, yeah, so you can impose your will. On a 10, you get everything you've ever desired. On 7 to 9, you choose one of these. On a miss, someone in your gang makes a bid, idle, or serious to replace you for Alpha. Oh, oh, oh. Yes! So uh, you're like charging forward. You're like full of rage, like really mad at Aether. And you, everyone else, you can't see it because you're so far ahead. Um, and the girls are, like, pushing. And Foster's, like, just staring. Like, we cut, like, close on Foster. She's, like, looking at the truck. She's, like, looking back at the girls. And she's, like, get on. And she, like, shouts to them. And you hear the engines rev up. And they start, they get on and drive past you following Foster to the on-ramp. 
He is determined to kill Foster. I swear to God. No, this is good, man. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> okay. Uh, what do you do? So you've got, you know, just spikes, like, just zooming past you. I'm grateful. And I have no target for my rage. Uh, I assume all those garbage people are being left behind as the girls have topped on their bikes. All the garbage cult people. Probably. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think any of the priestesses would necessarily stop to like let them on or anything. No. So I, uh, I am running after them. Because now, yeah. like, are you fucking serious? Where's your bike? Uh, I think uh, Foster's on it because she was pushing it. Remember? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a bike. Yeah, I'm just gonna roll. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you're like you're like sprinting after them. Uh, basically, everyone else is sprinting after them too, right? So, um, like, Foster was like, "Fuck everybody else." we're going and so the priestesses are ahead of everybody so the rest of you are running up this review well i guess um snow isn't snow is sort of taking a position but uh i'm assuming that aether is also trying to get the fuck out of here yeah yeah